Effectively, what the Free Market Foundation is saying is that street trade should not be regulated at all. So they have submitted, um, you know, comments on the draft uh, informal trading policy. And basically, they want traders in the city to be given the opportunity to trade freely without, uh, uh, you know, any kind of harassment, at least not in the kind of ways that we see. Um, Mr. Lo, I understand you're on the line now. Good morning to you. Yes, how are you? And uh, hello to you and the listeners. Sure. Thank, thank you so much for making time to speak to us. So yeah. you are saying that street trade should not be regulated. Tell us more about what you have included in your submissions. Yes, it's it's actually. Firstly, let me say that the Johannesburg uh, draft bylaws are or policy is uh, particularly enlightened. I mean, it's very very rare to see something so enlightened. Mm. Very positive towards the informal sector, wants to accommodate and make it work. So it's very very easy. Uh, let me just put it very simply: every objection to street traders and every reason for wanting to regulate street traders anywhere, not just in Johannesburg, but anywhere actually has nothing to do with trading. It's to do with whether they obstruct pedestrians or create traffic hazards at intersections or make noise in their backyards with backyard industries or whatever it is. In other words, it never is, the problem never is that they trade. Mm. So the point, uh, and you know, they're illegal immigrants or they help criminals or they sell drugs or whatever else they do, so or, or, or illicit products. So the point we make is really very simple. Don't regulate trade. Nobody ever says the problem is trading. The problem is something else, and that something else should be regulated and is regulated. So, for example, nobody, whether or not you're a trader, may harass motorists at intersections. You don't need a trading law to say that. You simply have a traffic law to say that. Mm. Uh, And so what we say is... There should be no law governing trading. There should be laws and our laws governing everything else that people complain about, littering and um, obstructing pedestrians and so on. Now, whether you're a builder who puts building materials or bricks on the sidewalk or a restaurant that puts tables and chairs on the sidewalk or a shop that puts vending machines and things on the sidewalk, You may not obstruct pedestrians. No one may obstruct pedestrians. It's not about street traders, you see. So what we say is forget the whole idea of regulating trade and start regulating public spaces, how people may conduct themselves in public places, Mm. parks and sidewalks and uh, entrances to buildings and so on. And that is really uh, what people all talk about. But we end up all over the country with street trading bylaws. And I have to admit to an embarrassment here. We in the Free Market Foundation, through our law review project 25 years ago, drafted a template or model street trading bylaw, which was eventually used by virtually all municipalities in South Africa, including Johannesburg. And we now realize that we were wrong. So we are to blame. Mm for the fact that people think you need to regulate trading. So our position is very simple. This completely scrapped the idea of regulating streets or, or backyard or informal, you know, tuck shops and spaza shops and um, canteens and so on, shabines. Stop trying to regulate 
trade. Stop calling it trade because that's not the problem. The problem is being a nuisance to neighbours or the problem is obstructing pedestrians. So focus on the actual problem. The other thing I should point out is that most of the regulations relate to things like illegal foreigners. Well, city councils have no mandate, no control. They may not regulate foreigners. It's not one of their powers under the Constitution. It's not even a concurrent power, let alone an exclusive power. So they should stop and, you know, for example, health laws and and drugs and illicit products. These are not within the mandate Mm. of a local government. So what are they doing trying to regulate that stuff? Leon, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know about the the learning that has taken place then at the Free Market Foundation over the last two decades that has changed your position about the regulation of, of, of street traders and, and how much of it also has to do with the context that we find ourselves in, in a, as a country in South Africa? Yes, it's, it's been very close observation. We're very closely related with the informal business sector. We have hundreds of members who are street traders and other informal businesses. You know, for example, informal farmers, members of NAFU, National African Farmers Union, and so on. So this is our, these are our people. This is our constituency. This is what we know and observe. And we're constantly assisting people who are being harassed by police and who are being harassed uh, by uh, uh, local governments and, for example, formal businesses wanting to drive them off sidewalks and so on. So we have a lot of experience, probably more than anyone else in South Africa, with one or two exceptions we know of and work with. And the answer is what changed our mind is that we realized that the laws are used to harass people, and it's usually racial, I'm sorry to say, and gender. So literally the Metro Police all black people go down the sidewalks, they walk past a formal restaurant with tables on the sidewalk, past a cafe or furniture store displaying goods on the sidewalk, Mm. and go to an old black woman selling boiled meeting mealies under a tree and Mm. arrest her and Mm. confiscate her prime minister. So unfortunately, the way it works, even in democratic South Africa, is racist, sexist, and even ageist, so that a white person uh, who's a member of CENTRA, the the Informal Traders Association, one of them, uh, who sells used books, they leave him alone. Mm. (laughs) And and they go to his colleague next door selling second-hand clothes or something, who's black. So there is, unfortunately, such a deep-seated racism in people that if white people do it or a restaurant which could be owned by black people but it it looks like a formal place with tables on the sidewalk or let me put it even differently a bank with an ATM on the sidewalk that's street trading (laughs) I've never seen them arrest a bank Mm. I've never seen them confiscate an ATM and the ATM doesn't have any street trading license so The point is we have so deep in our minds the apartheid legacy that the people who shouldn't be on the sidewalks are poor black people. But as long as they're not poor black people, 
they get left in peace. Now, why don't we just leave everybody in peace? In terms of enabling uh, an environment where street cra- uh, trading can uh, take place in a way that, uh, as you mentioned, that the other impact of it, whether it's, you know, um, the, the, the neighbors feeling like they are, you know, this person is put a set up shop right at their gate and they don't want them there, whatever other complaints that may arise. I mean, what is needed? Do we need more of these official stalls that government sets up in different communities um, to actually create room for street traders? How do you regulate, um, again, who occupies what? Well, let's just say the Johannesburg policy is is very sophisticated and very detailed, very, very well drafted and a pleasure to work with. Uh, it has in mind that this be monitored and that there be no rigid rules and that they can respond to situations as they arise. They want to set up a special unit that will deal with this. And it's very flexible and very open and very positive. In other words, they want to support and help and accommodate uh, informal traders. And so, for example, if somebody sets up a street trading thing outside a store, let's say pick and pay, Uh, on the sidewalk selling what's sold in pick and pay. The question is, if they were sitting there begging, would we stop them? (laughs) If if they were sitting there selling something that doesn't sell in pick and pay, you know, used car parts, Mm. would we stop them? So the point is the fact that they are competing with the store near to which they're sitting, well, this is normal. You you go to, you know, there are parts of the city where you buy motor cars, there are parts of the cities where the doctors are, there are parts of the cities where uh, restaurants are and so on. So so competition attracts people selling similar products and services, and that's a good thing. That's, That's what consumers want. So our philosophy is we are consumer driven. We want what let consumers decide what they want. Mm, mm. Whether they want to go into a stop or whether they want to you know, buy a chocolate bar on the pavement or from inside, that should be your choice and my choice, not a government choice, not a formal business choice, not an informal business. We, we should have consumer sovereignty, a world in which people, consumers decide who they want to buy from and what price and consumers who are poor tend to want to buy from informal traders and we should respect that. We should respect what the poorest of the poor want and are provided by informal traders and we should celebrate that. We should we should say thank you to them and for, for, for providing these services to the poorest of the poor. Leon, one can already anticipate what some of the formal business associations might say, or even the the residents associations um, who might have a, a, a lot to add on on, on on such a proposal to not regulate um, the, this kind of trading. Yes, of course, and and I'm I'm one. I live in a in a in a in an apartment in Kilani, and um, I also have a little country cottage in a little village called Vakastrum. So, you and I are both normal residents, and we both observe the same world. Somebody selling hot dogs on the corner under a tree, or whatever it might be, or selling sweets next to a bus stop, and so on. Now, the question is, why do we object to that? Mm. What is our problem with it? You know, and the answer is, if we think they are helping criminals, we should go to them and have a chat with them and ask them rather, 
you know, they can use our backyard uh, domestic workers' toilet, offer them that, in return for which they tell us about anything suspicious they see. By the way, we've made many such arrangements where residents or shop owners think they have a problem. We get them together with the informal traders, and within minutes they've found each other and they've decided how to cooperate. For example, shops will provide these street traders who sit outside with their products. Mm. So instead of mm. fighting them, you work with them. You give them a discount, they buy bulk, they... And uh, and so there's absolutely no reason for this hostility except where the hostility arises for something other than trading, like littering, or not using public toilet facilities, or or uh, creating a noise. Then you deal with that. You don't say we don't like the fact that you trade. Mm. You say we don't like the fact that you litter. So what the council should do is put a rubbish bin there. <laughs> or, or if there's no toilet facility and they uh, soil the neighborhood in a, let's call it a high-income area, then the city council should, within its budget and its limits, put toilet facilities there. And we've even arranged, as I say, for situations where homeowners complaining about the hygiene, uh, we did a deal whereby they said, by all means, come and use our domestic gardeners' uh, toilets, mm. which, um, and then even get them to agree to keep them clean or something. You know, uh, so these things are very, very easy. They're very easy, and we've never had a problem once we sit down with the people who complain, including shopkeepers. Um, in fact, if you go to you know right where the Department of Trade and Industry building is in Pretoria, right outside it, there are shops where traders trade in the same product as sold in the shops, say shoes. And when you find out about it, you find that actually the shoes are from the shop. <laughs> mm. so, so they've done a deal uh, and uh, it's, it's, it works very well. Ah, Leon, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Leon Lowe is the president and founder of the Free Market Foundation. And